My message today is entitled, What Will You Pack? There are many precious promises that we have of God through Jesus Christ. He tells us He will never leave us, nor forsake us. And so many people have cherished this promise, especially at times when they felt so hurt or they felt so lost. And they just held on to that promise that God will never leave me nor forsake me. I bet that most of you have been in that place before. God also assures us that we have been forgiven, that our slates are wiped clean when we repent and come to Him. This is what jumpstarts our faith when we begin walking with Him. But we also understand that this Christian walk is a walk. It's a journey, one that we are all on. We each cross different terrain. We each experience different sights. And we also process information in different ways. And while we each travel different paths based on our own unique set of experiences and individual personalities, we believe that if we keep trusting God and keep obeying the Lord, that we will all reach the same destination, eternity with Jesus in heaven. That's the destination all of us are walking towards, even though we're all over the place getting there. However, it doesn't automatically happen on its own as soon as we say, I believe in Jesus. We're not teleported there. It's not saying, beam me up, Scotty. We don't go immediately to heaven. There's there's a walk. There's a journey that we take place, and that's why we need Jesus. That's why we follow Jesus. It's a process that we walk out in faith. Philippians 1.6 tells us this promise from God. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. You see, when you choose to follow Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to live in your heart and to help you navigate the Christian walk. Regardless of what anybody thinks, you cannot do it on your own. As your personal tour guide, the Holy Spirit alerts you when you have wandered off the path. He has to recalculate you. He also warns you of dangers up ahead. He helps you to understand everything you pass through and everything that you experience. He continually brings you back to the guidebook, the Word of God, to help you apply these truths to your individual walk. Holy Spirit has a full-time job. He never rests, but He's never weary as well. And for all Christian travelers who choose to continue your, your pursuit of God, He promises to complete the work that He began in each person. That's His promise to us. In other words, when we first realize that we're in need of a Savior that we can't do it on our own, that we can't mend that gap between us and God, when we first have the first realization, when we confess our sins, when we repent, when we turn to God and ask for forgiveness and redemption, then Jesus comes directly to us with an assurance of salvation if we follow Him. Now here's the thing. We don't have to get all fixed up. We don't have to clean ourselves up first. He says, I will be faithful to complete you. I will be faithful to complete that work I began in you, and that work that began in you is the Holy Spirit living inside of you to help you change. 
So God does that. We, and so what happens is many times Christians get, oh, I messed up, or I blew it, or I really embarrassed myself, or I really, I shouldn't have fallen, and I'm, I'm such a failure. That's like you're saying, I was supposed to fix myself. No. This world is tough. This, this world is unjust. There are hurting people that continue to hurt other people. That's just the reality. And so we can acknowledge that we have a weakness or acknowledge that we've fallen, but we need to continue to trust God because God says, if you trust me and submit to me, then I am faithful to complete the good work I began in you. All, the only thing that God is looking for is humility and a willingness to trust Him. With this in place, we can begin our walk. And as the Scripture states, it's God's job to complete us. Yet it only happens if we are willing to stay committed to Him. And if we learn to surrender our will and submit to His perfect will. It's not easy. But the Holy Spirit constantly keeps our awareness on Him and teaches us how to heal, how to go through healing, how to forgive others, how to accept forgiveness, how to turn away from sin, how to apply truth to our lives, and how to grow in God so we can stay on that path that leads to Him. Through this process, God invites us to go through, undergo a Spirit-led examination of our hearts and of our minds and of our souls. When people mention soul, the soul is a combination of your mind and your will and your emotions. And so we have to constantly look to see how all of those are trying to come into alignment with God's will so that our walk with Him stays on track and grows stronger as we reach our final destination. So as we end one year and begin another, there's no better time to reflect and assess and plan so we submit to God completing the good work that He started in each one of us. In order to do this, we're going to do things a little bit differently today. We are going to begin our reflection and our assessment right now with my help and guidance. I'm going to show you how to do this in a practical way this morning. While this reflection and subsequent plan will get you started for today, it may take you several more hours or days or weeks to complete as you allow the Holy Spirit to bring things up in the coming days ahead. Some of you may already have been in the process of reflecting and assessing on your own, and these thoughts will come easier for you than it will, they will for others. Some of, some of you will get it done quickly. Some will have a harder time reflecting on it for a variety of reasons, but it's not a race. It's a journey. We are all on a walk with God, and as a family, we walk together. You will have all the tools you need to finish this task today. Whether you finish it later or not, we're going to begin. If you're faithful to seek God and allow Him to lead you to greater understanding and healing and faith, God is faithful. So we're going to begin. I don't want anybody to go ahead and write. I know some of you may have already. I know as a teacher I would make sure your papers are turned over and you don't open your, turn over the test until the time begins. So just resist so you can understand the, the full uh, impact of this. I'm going to talk about an analogy of packing your suitcase. Some of you might be good at packing your suitcase. Some of you might be like me, like there, packing my suitcase. 
You didn't have to quick do the quick amen so quick there, Nancy. Yeah, right. Well, when you travel to a destination away from home, you pack your suitcase with clothes and toiletries and items that you intend to use during your vacation. Once you arrive in your hotel room, you unpack your suitcase. Now, I'm, I'm going to say this before my wife quick gives another amen. When my wife maybe is like most of the rest of the population, I don't know, but when we get to a hotel, she unpacks her suitcase and puts the stuff in the drawers and hangs the stuff up. And I've just have always lived out of my suitcase for a week. And then she said, that's not how you do things. And so I don't think it was that nice. But um, <clears throat> but let's suppose that when you get there, you're there for an extended stay. So you take things out of your suitcase that you're going to use and put your toiletries in the bathroom and put your stuff in the, the drawers. Um, and while you're there, you know that you're going to wear different outfits that you packed, as well as you're going to use a variety of items during your stay. Now, when it's time to leave, you repack all your belongings, plus any new things that you bought or that you acquired or a shell on the beach or whatever it might be. And you put those all back into that same suitcase. However, many of you know it's a lot harder repacking your suitcase for the trip home. We all know the reasons why. Some things that have been taken out now look different. They're not neatly folded. They're crumbled in the ball and crammed into the back corner of the suitcase. At least in mine they are. Or they might be folded a little bit differently. They might be crumbled up when they're packed back in your suitcase. Some new things and souvenirs may have been purchased or received on the trip that have to find a place back into that same suitcase. As a result... Some things may have to be thrown away or left behind or given away as the suitcase takes on a new appearance for your trip back home. As you consider all that you've experienced in the past year, looking at 2022, all that you've been through, all that you experienced, all that happened to you, all that you were on the receiving end or the giving end for, anything that happened in 22. Think of thoughts and perceptions that you've had and changed and challenged and beliefs and attitudes that you brought into 2022. They may have been beliefs about yourself, about God, about others, or about life in general. These are all things that in, during 2022 you unpacked and applied and processed and used in the past year. As you now move into 2023, it's time to repack your suitcase for use going forward. With all that you experienced and considered and used and acquired in the past year, you must choose what beliefs or perceptions or truths or feelings that you will take with you into 2023. First, as it's natural for things to change based on our experiences and our reflections, I invite you first to consider what thoughts or perceptions were challenged or changed in this past year. What beliefs were strengthened and improved to some extent? How has God given you a new understanding of certain things in your faith, in your beliefs about others, in your beliefs about yourself? 
or in your perception of the world around you? How do these beliefs look and sound differently as you pack them into your 2023 suitcase? I'm going to ask you to take a couple of minutes right now and ask God to help you fill out number one on your assessment sheet. Beliefs and attitudes and perceptions that look or feel different. You begin. All right. Give you a good start. Don't rush to get it done. You're not turning this in. This is for you yourself. So if you want to finish this later, you can. So now I'd like us to consider your new souvenirs or thoughts or perceptions and beliefs that God has given you in the past year. Consider how God has given you maybe brand new revelation of who He is to you at different times in your life. Maybe you experienced grief or loss. Maybe you experienced a blessing. Maybe you experienced challenges or transition, something new. What will you take with you from that event? In what ways has God given you a new purpose, a new direction, and new perspectives that you haven't had before? What new insight or information will you be packing into your life suitcase for this year going forward? Think of the new things that happened, new revelations, thoughts, and beliefs that you're going to take into 2023. Take a couple minutes right now and fill out number two on your assessment sheet. Souvenirs or new thoughts, beliefs, revelations, and perceptions. All right. Finally, I ask you to begin considering what you're going to choose to leave behind. You can't take it all with you. We don't want to take it all with us. What are you going to choose to leave behind? Maybe reactions to certain things got you rough. Maybe you, whatever it may be, different attitudes, different beliefs, different perceptions, different ways to approach a problem, different ways to respond to a problem. It's up to you. What things are you going to choose to leave behind? It can't go in the suitcase. It can't all fit. What um, what have you resolved with your thoughts, with your doubts, with your fears that you maybe you previously held? In what way has God helped you to overcome irrational thoughts about life or about others or about yourself or even about God? What attitudes or behaviors are you committed to leaving behind in 2022? For example, an attitude might be, I must have everything all in order for me to feel good. That's the attitude of a perfectionist. And that can just cripple you and also can prevent you from receiving help from others. And so what things would you like to leave behind? could be a variety of things. What would, are you willing to say, God, I'm going to commit, I want to leave that behind so I can have more of you and less of me. If you remember John the Baptist, he said, I must decrease so that he may increase. It's the same with us. As we become more like Jesus, we must decrease. There must be less of us so more of God can fill us. What attitudes or behaviors are you committed to leaving behind in 2022? Take a couple minutes right now and ask God to help you fill out number three on your assessment sheet. Thoughts, feelings, doubts, and fears that you are leaving behind. Well, I hope you got a good start on this.
And I encourage you to finish it at time. You can even finish it during the rest of the service, during our song of reflection or whatever God may move you. And I hope um, a lot of times when I'm praying, even for a sermon, and I go a little bit and I stop and I go about my day, then God deposits another truth later and another truth later and one at the middle of the night. And uh, I, I hope as you go, and maybe you're not even thinking about it, but now that you've opened up your mind to saying, God, deposit into me, give me an awareness, that maybe he brings something up and you go and add it to that list. And then you remember and you remind yourself, this is what I've learned. This is what I've received that's brand new. This is how things are changed, and that's okay, because change means I'm becoming more like God. Because God said he's going to complete me, and if he's going to complete me, it means that I need to change. But also, these are some things I'm going to leave behind so I can make more room for God. And so I, I hope and, and I pray that, uh, that you use this to, as just one of the tools to allow God to uh, complete the good work that he began in each of you. And so in doing that, we will be packed and ready to go into 2023 as our tour, tour guide leads the way. These are all conscious decisions on our part. We have to be willing to take our new and our changed beliefs and realizations with us. We have to make them part of who we are going forward, applying them to our Christian walk. And we also have to be willing to leave unproductive or unnecessary things behind. We commit to these things willingly. God doesn't make us change or snap a finger and we all change. We have to willingly commit to the process. But God promises that he is faithful to complete this work in us as we submit to his will and choose to keep following Jesus in the new year and beyond. Heavenly Father, thank you for guiding me on my personal walk with Jesus. Thank you for equipping me with truth for my journey. Thank you for healing me and forgiving me and challenging me and strengthening my faith. I come into agreement with your word this day that you will be faithful to complete the good work that you began in me as I commit to following you. I love you, Lord. In your precious name I pray. Amen.